There are 31 pre-established prophecies supporting Daniel's visions. We can count on these prophecies coming to life in five primary global events. The first five nations featured in his vision, Israel, Europe, Russia, Babylon, and even America. One of the primary signs that we are close to the final days is when the Jewish people head back to their homeland. Today there have been more Jews returning to Israel than any other time in history. Prophecies also tell us that consolidation of world power players will unite under a supreme leader in Europe, which is a prelude to the coming Antichrist. Ezekiel was given the prophecy of a day Russia, the bear, will lead an alliance of nations that will ultimately attack Israel, igniting the world war like no previous wars can be compared. Finally, during Satan's tribulation period, the ones left behind can expect a financial world order to surface. Revelation's book is labeled this system the New Babylon, or Babylon Rebuilt. While America is not a name mentioned in the Bible, their role is dominating the European Union will include her in the prophecies, ultimately requiring the United States to no longer protect Israel. Now that's a startling fact. If you believe what the Bible says, you already know that the God of the universe and beyond supports only one nation, Israel. Israel is the most powerful nation in the world. She is the most blessed nation of all times. The largest army backs her. How is this possible? She is the most powerful because God invests his eternal domain in building her. He uses the angelic forces of Archangel Michael to protect her. While the UN granted her the status as a nation in 1948, God never needed this global governance to gain permission to call her a nation. He, God, has viewed her as his nation from day one. As for humanity, it all started the day God told Abraham these words. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country, and from your relatives, and from your father's house, to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you, and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. That's Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3. This passage has started more wars for Israel than any other reason. The lion's share of people hates Jews because of God's four unconditional promises to Abraham. As we study world history, God has kept these promises since that day. 
While Israel is one of the smallest countries globally, she is the most powerful and the most feared, meaning any nation that insults her will have to deal with the wrath of God. One day, any nation or individual who suffers disbelief in this prophecy will suffocate on their own words, not to mention be tossed into the pit of hell with God's greatest enemy, Satan. In the end, two things will matter. Do you love Israel? Have you been grafted into Israel by way of being born again through indwelling salvation of Jesus? Welcome to number 19, Daniel's Vision, Part 2. Chapter 7 of our study enumerates the succession of world empires and rulers, which connect ancient prophecies to the final hours of the age of men. The lion represents Babylon, whose ruthless and demonic kingdom was instigated by marvelous intelligence. The bear, Persia, the leopard, Greece under Alexander the Great, and the fourth beast, with great iron teeth, was Rome. The ten horns or toes are ten kings. And these without question represent great European kingdoms, who were birthed, by the way, by the Roman Empire. That which rose first, the kingdom of Babylonians, the Assyrian monarchy, founded by Nimrod, increased by the Assyrians and brought itself to the peak of its power under Nebuchadnezzar by the Babylonians and Chaldeans. This is said to be like a lion for its strength and power, for its greatness, oppression, and majesty. Babylon clearly displayed what this lion represents. It also describes the resurrected Babylon stated in Revelation's book. The golden head of Babylon cannot be squelched until it is melted in the fiery furnace of hell. As we explore the four beasts that Daniel saw in his vision, we will discover that each beast corresponds with the four metals in Nebuchadnezzar's statue. While the king was given a generalized view, Daniel is given specific details that encompass the events found in Revelation's book. Let's take a snapshot view of our scriptures for today. Remember to study the entire chapter of 7, but today we will focus on verses 4 and 5. The first was like a lion and had wings of an eagle. I kept looking until its wings were plucked, and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man. A human mind was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one, resembling a bear. And it was raised up on one side, and three ribs were in its mouth between its teeth. And thus they said to it, Arise, devour much meat. Taking a look at the first beast, the lion, 
The first beast coming out of the sea was like a lion. However, the lion had the wings of an eagle. That is, until they were plucked. Quickly the lion rose from the ground and made to stand upon its feet like a man. Not only that, the lion was given a human mind. The lion is the king of beasts. The eagle is the king of birds. Both symbolize absolute rule or absolute monarchy. The Old Testament points to the figure of Nebuchadnezzar, while the New Testament figure points to the Antichrist. As Daniel was watching, the wings were plucked. This is an obvious transition of the sea creature moving from a beast to that of man, meaning it is a reverse effect of what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, who went from a man to a beast. It also reveals that the Antichrist will go from beast to man. The lion beast will ultimately disguise himself as a man and king over the earth. One other important note, all four sea creatures encompass the four methods Satan repetitively used to rule the earth throughout the ages. Now let's look at the second beast, the bear. The bear is inferior to a lion. The lion functions through strategies. A bear, however, is known for devouring flesh in its pathway, meaning the bear will be a brutal war force destroying the flesh of men. While a bear is feared, it's slow, awkward, and depends on brute force to conquer its enemies. While the lion is sizing up Nebuchadnezzar and the final Antichrist as super kings, the bear brings out the brutal strength of war, as in the Medo-Persian Empire and that of the beast in Revelation's book. Both could be labeled bullies. Seeing the bear rise on one side is intuitive for bears shortly before they attack. The three ribs and the mouth represented two empirical alliances, the Old Testament being Lydia, Babylon, and Egypt. In the last days mentioned in Revelation's book, we see the Antichrist separate the world powers into three superpowers. Furthermore, in Revelation, we see God destroying the earth one-third at a time. In due time, Russia became known for being the northern bear. Ezekiel's Rosh is Russia today. Ezekiel directly associated Rosh as being the land of Magog. Gog is the bear or leader of the land of Magog. In light of this knowledge, Ezekiel states these words, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, Jesus, set your face against Gog and the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Russia, Meshech, Europe, and Tobol, Western Europe. Gog is the leader of many armies that will evade Israel in the end. 
Here are a few points to keep in mind as we analyze the alliances of Gog. First looking at Magog, Genesis chapter 10 verse 2 shows us Magog was the second son of Japheth and the grandson of Noah. In due time, all the original territories of Rosh settled north of the Black Sea. All the countries with Stan, S-T-A-N, at the end of their names are from the original group of Europeans, which was fair-skinned like Japheth. Meshach and Tabul, both of these men were the fifth and sixth sons of Japheth and therefore grandsons of Noah. The descendants of these men established cities and territories bearing their names. Meshek is Moscow. Tobol is Tobolsk, both cities in Russia. Most of the cities in Turkey were established by their descendants. Now we have Persia. Ezekiel 38.5 includes Persian joining forces with Rosh, which is Russia, in the days of Israel's invasion. To give you context, in 1935, Persia changed its name to Iran, and then again in 1979, changed it again to the Islamic Republic of Iran. Keep your eye open on the up-and-coming alliance between Russia and Iran. Both will be leading forces in this prophetic attack on Israel. Next, we have Ethiopia. This country was established by Cush. Yes, another grandson of Noah. However, this time from the cursed son of Ham. You can read about that in Genesis chapter 10, verse 6. When Ezekiel stated his prophecy, Ethiopia was where Sudan is today. As Israel states, Iran and Sudan are their fiercest enemies. Due to Iran's cousin relationship, Russia will quickly adopt Sudan or Ethiopia as their alliance. Next is Libya, is founded by Put, another son of Ham. Today Russia has the favor and support of Libya, Iran, and Syria. As with most of the descendants of Ham, these countries are populated by Islamic extremists. It is rumored that Russia has been working on a plan of uniting the Islamic groups. Russia knows that the key to an invasion of Israel is partnering with Israel's enemies, the sons of Ishmael. Gomer. Gomer was the first son of Japheth, Noah's son. At the same time, history reveals that Gomer is the landmass north of the Black Sea. Many include Germany's history, which states that Gomer is present-day Germany. However, in the early days, Gomer was actually our modern Ukraine. But through the ages and after many wars, this is probably the land the descendants of Gomer ended up with, our modern-day Germany. Therefore, it is imperative that Russia either takes Germany as their own, 
or form a peace agreement between the anti-Semitic Germany and the anti-Semitic Russia. Finally, we have Togarma. This was the third son of Gomer. The country of Turkey today is the territory Ezekiel depicts as the house of Togarma from the far north and all of its troops. Turkey is the gateway to Israel, minimally one of the main gates. Russia must align itself with Turkey very soon. These seven countries form a massive army to come against Israel. Because of Russia's union with these nations, Russia will dominate three sides to the Holy Land of Israel. However, Russia's biggest challenge is gaining support and alliance with China. Since both Russia and China want access to the richest oil field in the world, which happens to be the Valley of Megiddo, the valley the Battle of Armageddon is fought, this might answer how Russia and China will unite in the end. But it might take a world leader to get the job done. In conclusion, thus far in Daniel's vision, we know a world leader will come forth from the Black Sea. Secondly, we know that the bear morphs into the Russian Empire. We also know that the Northern Bear will partner with Islamic power players worldwide. Finally, we know that Russia has a massive challenge in winning the support of China, which might require a one-world leader to sort out. Coming up next, number 20, Daniel's Vision, Part 3. This episode will unfold the historical details of the final two beasts that rise from the Black Sea. We will review the leopard and the dragon, who had ten horns, by the way. We will also disclose relevant details of Russia's attack on Ukraine and how it cuts a path to Turkey, ultimately putting Russia at Israel's door. Will Russia and its alliances attack Israel? Where will this invasion occur? When will the invasion occur? We will answer these questions and many more. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you keep tuning into our podcast as we unfold the prophetic events associated with this soon coming Antichrist. Until next time.